to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. My name is Noah Cross. That right there is my best friend, Tyler Bard, and welcome to the show. We're excited to talk about the special Saturday night AEW Dynamite that actually just took place last night. So I'm going to be jumping into the action yeah. so soon here. Usually AEW is on Wednesday. They had their special start of Saturday around 6.30-ish after the NBA finished up uh, their festivities there. Overall, I would say it was an exciting night and a shocking night, which we will get into later, as I'm pretty sure Tyler agrees with the shock value that the main event carried. But we'll dive into that soon. With that being said, the show, I would say, started off real quick as we didn't even have introductions at the beginning of the show there. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, they just jumped right into the action with, uh, let's see, FTR with their buddy Tully Blanchard versus Private Party, as you see there. Look at look at those three. Look at those three. I mean, that is just an all-around squad right there. Squ- hashtag squad goals, if you ask me. Uh, they, those guys actually definitely... Oh, uh, God, uh, gross. Oh. That is a gross <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> those guys are all put together. Uh, as, as we said, the match started off very quickly. There were no introductions there at all. They just jumped right into the action. Um, FTR, obviously, and their heeliness was giving their heel vibes uh, for what they did to the Rock and Roll Express earlier in the week. Uh, they used their ground and pound tactics against private party to keep them on the ground, hopefully keep them level. There were a lot of high spots in this match. Private party did uh, have a lot of good diving spots, jumping all over the place. Uh, a few really good uh, moments that I love to watch. Uh, we all had exciting uh, moments in this match that we all could enjoy for sure. Um, everyone, as Tyler noted here, you should know what you're getting uh, into when you're facing FTR. What did you mean by that there, Tyler? Um, so it, it seems at a point, that private party was getting annoyed uh, with Cash's slaps. He, he delivers mean slaps to the chest. Mm. Uh, it, it seemed like it was almost a no-sell, where he was just like, ow, that actually hurt, and started like kicking at Cash. And Cash was like, you want to go this road, I can hit harder than you can. Um, and, uh, yeah, you should know that when you get into a bout with these guys, um, they – in their den- uh, tenure with WWE, it was uh, fists, not flips. Um, so, yeah, be prepared to be uh, brutalized when you're facing these guys. So that's what I meant by that. Yeah, okay, for sure. I could totally, I could totally see that. You know, you can't, you can't be surprised when you get into the ring with FTR and they're literally just, you know, punching the crap out of you, kicking the crap out of you, and that's the extent of it. They want to brutalize their opponent, beat them down as quickly as possible and as much as possible, and win the match. That's it. And uh, one thing I love about these two is they're only concerned about being the best tag team. So many times you see tag teams or factions where one person is trying to elevate themselves above the rest. These two understand that their spot is in the tag division and they want to be the best in the tag division period and that's it right. looking out for their team so you love to see that i love to see that at least because it brings legitimacy to a team to where they're not concerned about oh yeah a single championship or anything like that um a mid-match thought i'm gonna hold I you to that really... statement i'm holding you to that statement <laughs> just so you know fair enough fair enough uh, i mean all right you know what, never mind i won't get into it no yeah it's it. too late <laughs> uh, you had a mid-match thought here, which I really loved to think about, is Tully at ringside to form a new four horsemen. You want me to give you my take on that, I, whether I think Tully is there to try and form a new faction? I, I, I'm going to say no. Okay. As cool as it would be, 
as cool as cool as it would be to bring in a few other individuals to, to form that new group there i think the three of them are very in a very good position i think ftr can hold that uh being that faction that Tolly is really representing there i don't think they need to add anybody else to it uh as i said it'd be nice to see ftr take the tag team championships and really elevate the crap out of them uh, as much as possible and them doing that with the aid of Tully is a good way to do it. I don't think they have to add anything else to that fire. What do you no, think? No, I, I don't think they have to. I don't think they have to. I think they're going to, though. I think their manipulation of Adam Page and the already uh, have Sean Spears with Tully. Um, so it makes sense. Uh, look at that. There they are doing it right now. There's the, They're doing the four horsemen sign. Um, obviously, Arn Anderson won't be involved. Um, but I would love to see, this is my ideal four horsemen, if AEW were to do a gimmick similar, would be FTR, uh, um, Spears, and with the ultimate Roderick Strong-esque betrayal, uh, Hangman Page. Oh, wow. Okay. Because as no. you've seen in the last few weeks, they're kind of nursing Hangman Page, saying... The Bucks aren't your friend. The Bucks wouldn't be coming after you if they uh, were your friend. They keep trying to take your title off of you. And notice, the only two guys who came to help me, this is Dax, the only two guys who came to help me when I faked my injury were you and Cash. Uh, so you're really our friend. You're not their friend. Um, so they're, And they just keep giving him beer and whiskey, and they're feeding into his alcoholism. Uh, so it's, they're really trying to get him on their side. Okay. Uh, that'd be a big, big turn uh, to see, uh, Adam page there jump into a faction. September 5th, I'm calling it. All right. You're calling your shot. I'm going to disagree very, very much. So my friend, uh, but it would okay. be cool to see a uh, Roderick strong betrayal. Uh, that would be something. I'd, yeah. I'd love to see that. That would definitely shake things up and be exciting. Uh, this match was all around great, though, as we said. Cash oh, yeah. gave a brutal spine buster to Mark uh, during that match there uh, towards the finish. I remember seeing it, and I was like, good God, he killed him. Uh, that spine buster was beautiful. <laughs> Dude, he, he decimated him. Like, it was crazy. If you get a chance to catch that, catch that, please. Uh, and at the end of it, FTR wins with their Good Night Express, which looks kind of like a 3D into a cutter it was a great match ftr took the victory which i would say is them leading towards ultimately winning those tag team championships down the road so they, they have, have to keep to. looking strong yeah they have to keep looking strong in order to make it to that point all around i would say it's a great match tyler i think you'd agree great match oh yeah a quick start again i what, what did i say last week though i said no introductions they just started it i was i was like well i didn't sit down yet i'm not ready um but if this is what they're going to do, I guess we just got to be ready for it. Um, so and now that they've done it two weeks in a row, I was a little more prepared, especially because the stinking NBA got in the way. So I was just dying for wrestling to start. Um, so, yeah, very good match. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up, we had a backstage promo by John Moxley about his foe, current foe, uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman and their beefing right now and feuding over that AEW World Championship you see around the shoulder of John Moxley. Uh, Moxley claims that tough guys don't say much and hide behind their words. Uh, I'm sorry, 
Yes, uh, claiming that MJF simply hides behind his words and doesn't actually go out and do anything about it to get a, uh, to get a hold of Moxley. Uh, he asked MJF what he's hiding from, and I like the part here in, in Moxley's promo where he said, oh, my, MJF, all you do is keep naming all of my flaws and things that are wrong with me. If you want to know what's wrong with me, everybody, go talk to my wife. She can name all of my flaws. I don't need MJF oh, to go out name there drop. and garbage. Yes, he, he, he said my wife. He didn't say her name yet. Uh, but I, I think that yeah, because she's still under contract, here. probably. Yes, yes. If you follow any rumors, though, and there is a rumor that Renee Young might be heading over somewhere else, who knows where? But the rumor is she might be leaving where she is currently. Uh, however. Uh, I enjoy this promo by Moxley, really putting it out there uh, to MJF, basically saying that uh, he's going to expose MJF uh, from the secrets that he's hiding, that he is basically a wimp and a coward and has no right being in a world championship picture. Uh, I all I thoroughly enjoyed this promo here, Tyler. What would you think of this one? Yeah, it's too simple. Absolutely. He, he, he pre even praised MJF. He said he's talented and claims that he hopes MJF is eventually going to be one of the faces of the company that leads AEW to the promised land of the top show on television. Um, but he, he went on to say that day is not September 5th, and he said, I quote, I plan to beat the literal shit out of you, MJF, on September 5th. Uh, mm. So excited, very excited for that match. Absolutely. Uh, that segment led into a rebuttal by MJF himself. <laughs> Uh, which I just laughed the whole way through. M <laughs> for, for anyone who's listening audio right now, MJF, there's a picture of him uh, bug-eyed in a neck brace with his scarf on. If you go look up MJF from this uh, August 22nd episode, uh, you'll be able to see that picture. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, he had a neck brace on because he got a brutal paradigm shift uh, by the hands of Moxley there a week ago. Uh, and MJF is claiming that the paradigm shift is too dangerous. He had a team of lawyers there going after some of that Mox money, as Taz put it, uh, basically saying that you can't use that move anymore. It is too dangerous. And he said it should be banned. The double arm DDT should be banned in wrestling. And uh, there was a uh, he had a petition going around with five million signatures. Impressive. That's right. Impressive amount of signatures there I by MJF. Oh, did you now? I, I, you know, I didn't realize. Uh, wait, did it, did it actually circulate? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say I, I wouldn't put it past a guy like MJF, literally putting like a petition on Twitter, like a fake petition, and, and actually getting that many signatures. Because when you said I signed it, I was like, wait a minute, wait, did I miss something? But no. Um, this is obviously playing off of the political scene of fake signatures being pushed around to try and get people on the ballots. But that's not this show, so we'll we'll leave it at that. Uh, it's funny to see this. Uh, my favorite line from MJF's promo was where he was talking about how he said, Moxley, one day I want to have children, and my son's going to want to play catch with me. And he's going to come and say, Daddy, let's go play catch. And I'm going to have to tell him I can't because John Moxley beat me up. And he kept you know, saying, John Moxley, you, you made it so I can't play catch with my son. Uh, I, I was laughing the whole way through. MJF is quite the character, quite the promo. Uh, and Tyler... He's starting to grow on me. He's starting to grow on me. Oh, my gosh. Him. I know. I know. The well, day has come. Well, let's not, let's not get crazy. I'm saying he's starting to grow on me, and I'm starting to enjoy it. <laughs> yes, uh, it is a great picture, as I see in the comments there. Mr. Bill Wright commented. Great picture there. It's hilarious. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. Great shot. Whoever took that, great shot. What do you think of your buddy's promo here, Tyler? I know you love oh, it. Oh, genius. He's just... Just so good. Even when he doesn't have the mic in his face, he surrounds his 
surrounds himself with people who are great on the mic. The whole segment was hilarious. His little intern that he always tells to smile, sweetheart, uh, was literally eerily smiling the entire time. Uh, uh, so that was hilarious. Um, just well done. Well done. MJF does everything right. All right, let's all right, let's calm down. Let's calm Stop down. Stop it, Noah. Oh, yes. Give him his credit. I'll say this. In this promo, we did everything right. It was hilarious. The lawyers being there was funny and all that good stuff. Uh, good stuff. But back to the action of wrestling there, which I, I will always credit AEW for sticking with the action, which is good. They leave the wrestling up front. And we had the Natural Nightmares and Jurassic Express versus Butcher and Blade and the Lucha Bros in a brawl here. This amazing 4v4. Uh, another match with no introductions. They jumped right into the action here, as we saw in this action-packed episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, I, you, I love how you put this here. The match had no breaks for about three minutes out of the gate until Dustin and Blade got into a hold battle. Uh, this was true. When you have these multi-person matches, they're going to start off real quick. They're going to jump into the action. You're going to see a lot of those spots where you have everyone just delivering their finishing move one after the other, which I enjoy. I don't know. Tyler, do you enjoy the, I would say, the hulkiness of a multi-person match? Oh, gosh, yeah. It, it adds, you know what? I, I'm going to change that a little bit. I love it in AEW okay. because in AEW, they know how to use tag teams In other businesses. I hate multi-man tag matches uh, because they just don't do it right. It's just, mm -hmm. Oh, hot tag. Oh, hot tag. Oh, hot tag. They just, there's nothing actually exciting happening, but yes, I enjoy the craziness that is multi-man tags. Absolutely. I will say, in terms of other companies, I do have to give credit to one company who, who kills it with their tag team division, and that's NXT themselves. I'll give NXT credit there. Uh, but I do have to agree, when it comes to tag team pictures and tag team multi-person matches, AEW definitely has the right formula. Um, Blade went uh, into a pile driver with Pentagon, um, and the Pentas got their, their pride got into the way there. The two teams got into a shoving match, allowing Jungle Boy to deliver a quick roll up pin, which I know you don't enjoy. I thought it was appropriate no, for this. But it was okay. For this I thought it was appropriate simply because of the chaos that was ensuing. Uh, you know, it wasn't like it was a steal, a stolen roll up. Um, Jungle Boy literally was the underdog in that sense because he was getting beat up by multiple right. people when he got that roll-up. So I feel like it played into the story well in this match and led up to this segment here, which to me was a little odd, but it makes perfect sense. Uh, and basically, Eddie Kingston coming out and saying, hey, you guys lost this match by a little silly roll-up because you didn't work together. He said, you need right. to work together and you guys need to stay together. And he's building uh, this this team now, this faction is what it looks like, of a lot of these huge heels. And uh, I agree, Tyler. It was weird seeing them have a group hug. I don't know how nasty you can think Penta is if he's just standing there group hugging with people, but whatever. Right. What, do you think of, <laughs> what, what do you think of this new possible faction forming here? Um, weird dynamic. Definitely a weird dynamic. Um, I don't think it's going to be these guys working as a tag uh, tag team group as much as it is Eddie Kingston trying to manipulate the indie scene stars like Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Bros uh, into being the top singles talents eventually. Um, I, I think there's enough tag teams and there are enough factions already that we don't need another major one. Uh, but I could be completely wrong. I don't know what Eddie Kingston has up his sleeve. He is a very cunning 
uh, speaker and leader and wrestler. So uh, very excited to see what they do with this uh, next Thursday night. Yeah, I will agree with that. The first thing I thought in my head when I saw this possibly becoming some type of group or faction is when is it, when is it too much? Because right now, if you look right. at AEW, you're, they're literally broken into so like different groups. Like there's just different teams of people, different factions right. of people. Uh, at what point do you need to just let one faction just be that faction and be dominant? and kind of let everyone else just do their own type of thing. Um, maybe is this leading to some type of giant faction feud or something like that? I, I don't know. Uh, but at what point, if you ask me, is it too much? And at what point do we have too many factions? Uh, but, I mean, I guess we'll see where it goes. And as you said, I'm excited to see what comes out Thursday night in that special airtime, which we'll announce again at the end of the show here. Leading up next, the face of the women's wrestling division oh, in all elite wrestling, the one and only Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, ladies and gentlemen. Can we get a round of applause oh, for Britt Baker, please? No, round of applause for Britt Baker. Absolutely incredible wrestler, talker, all around. I love Britt Baker. I know you don't. I don't care. Um, so Penelope Ford and Kip Saban there keep sucking each other's mouths off as everyone sees if you watch it there. And, <laughs> and Britt Baker keeps saying it's bad for their teeth. As she's a dentist. She would know. She's a real dentist, ladies and gentlemen, not just a character, uh, which is really impressive to know someone is an actual doctor, you know, and, and she's a wrestler at the same time. Very busy lifestyle. Uh, she no, wants Penelope, Penelope alone. She can suck whoever's face she wants. All right. No, Britt Baker has a Britt Baker is trying to give her medical advice, Tyler. She is trying to be no. the doctor. She's she too nosy. No. She's the local she parent of AEW. Oh, excuse you. Absolutely not. You do not disgrace Britt Baker's name oh, like that. Too late. I've said it. She is trying to give her medical sound medical advice, Tyler. And you were just that's just ridiculous. Penelope should be thanking Britt Baker for her beautiful advice. Uh, and Britt Baker wants Penelope to join her in a handicap match against Big Swole uh, for free makeup yeah. for a year. That's a good, I mean, I don't need makeup or wear it, but I would say that's a great deal. I, I think Penelope should take her up on it. Um, oh, she's going to. She, she did say yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's just um, one of those things that just had to happen. What do, what do, what do you think of this segment, Tyler? Uh, interesting. It's it's goofy as Britt Baker has been for the last few weeks. Um, you know, she always has those little one-liners where she's making fun of whoever's around, um, and she's she's just silly right now. Her segments are all very fun and 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 cute. Um, so um, the whole thing with Penelope, um, Penelope ain't gonna be thanking her when Big Swole uh, absolutely destroys both of them. Uh, next time they face off in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't woe me. It's happening. I, just, I literally just woed you. Like, Britt Don't Baker do it. can hold her own against anybody, and she will hold her own against Big Swole. I don't want to hear it. Big Swole is going to pin Penelope Ford next week, at the very least. Oh, my gosh, this guy. You're, why, why would Britt win coming out of this? It's not going to happen. I because she's the face of the division. She's the face of the division. She's the, she's the best thing they have going right now. Why wouldn't you want her to win? Tyler, if you ask me, it's an underdog story of Britt Baker being no. injured and then coming back from injury. Joe, I need you to get this Cody Rhodes injury wannabe off of my screen because <laughs> she's playing off of the broken face gimmick, and I hate it. Uh, it's just I've had enough of Britt Baker, and I hope she just gets her butt kicked. By big, big swole. 
Fine. Well, you think whatever you want. I'm going for Britt Baker in that match. You're taking Big Swole, so we'll see what happens next week. Uh, tune into that. It will be a great time. Next up, we have an interview. Tony Schiavone takes center stage in the middle of the ring there to interview the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, after what many would say is his biggest win of the year. Uh, the best friends come out to join Orange Cassidy in that celebration and OC could not get a single word in before being interrupted by Chris Jericho, his foe, over the last few weeks. Jericho had a new jacket that I would say was absolutely beautiful. Uh, Tyler would agree, I would think. And you put LOL in the script, which is funny. Talking about Jericho. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous. Gorgeous jacket. Beautiful jacket. If you know, Jericho has expensive taste. Uh, he congratulates Orange Cassidy over his win and says he's only been pinned three times himself since October 2nd. It's in 2019, which is very, very impressive. And Orange Cassidy then puts his hands in his pockets to uh, basically say, hey, I'm awesome. This leads to them setting up a match here, Tyler, of gimmick yes. match that is a new match as Jericho touted how much of a genius he is when coming up with revolutionary ideas in wrestling. Yes. Uh, he is the creator of what we would call the Money in the Bank style match in WWE, which is an incredible match. We love seeing that. Tyler's actually been to an, uh, Money in the Bank match himself to see yes. that. a match like that. Great times. Uh, and we have a new match here, as what they're referring to as the Mimosa Mayhem match, <laughs> where you can get either beat it. Look at that graphic. Look at that graphic. Because you have Orange Cassidy. Do you, do you get it? Right. Yeah, Tyler, I was just going to explain it. Yes. Do, yes, do you I get think. it? Do you get it, Noah? No, do you get I, it? I, get, I do. I get it, Tyler. Okay. No, do you I, get I, it? All right. All right. <laughs> all right. As you see there, Orange Cassidy on the right side of your screen, known as Orange Juice or Juice OC, Orange Cassidy. And then you have Chris Jericho, who coined the phrase, a little bit of the bubbly, which exploded all over wrestling, everything. Reddit, Twitter, so have you. Uh, and they combine the two to have a Mimosa Mayhem match, which I honestly would say is a little bit genius. Um, it's smart. Yes, oh, this yeah. match is it's hilarious. It's hilarious. However, I would say this, and I was having this conversation with Uncle Anthony last night, um, and discussing this feud that they've been having, I would say it's one of the most exciting things going on right now in AEW between Jericho and Orange Cassidy, not because it's like, you know, we're not having, sure, whatever, fantastic wrestling and so have you, but it's plain and simply just entertaining. Enjoy, I'm simply right. enjoying it for the entertainment value that it brings. Yes, this match is silly, the fact that you could win by throwing your opponent into an 80-gallon vat of mimosa. Um, I just think it's... <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. It makes me laugh. I just think it's entertaining and it's funny. The fact that we can just have a grown man pouring orange juice on another grown man and call it wrestling and be entertained by it. But that's simply wrestling and what wrestling is. What do you think of the Mimosa Mayhem match, Tyler? Do you like it? Do you think it's stupid? What do you think? No, I'm excited. I, obviously, it's silly. It's gimmicky. It's uh, kind of ridiculous. Uh, but Orange Cassidy did accept with his half-cocked thumbs up. So we will be seeing that match. Uh, but that's not where the segment ended, was it, Noah? No, not at all. As the, um, uh, what's it called? Jericho's cronies there decided the inner to circle. form the ring of the inner circle. They jumped in and they began to beat everyone down. Uh, Jack, Jake Hager continued to show his brute strength, as you noted here, uh, just decimating everyone else in sight. Santana and Jericho poured champagne all over OC's face in a very disrespectful way and hung him upside down. And he flipped the uh, flipped the bird over AC, and it goes to commercial after the brutalization of the best friends in Orange Cassidy. There, overall, we could uh, say that man, Orange was beat to a pulp. 
All right, that's enough. We should just go off the air now. Uh, <laughs> we apologize to everyone listening for that terrible pun, Tyler. Uh, yeah, I'm on so, fire today. Mimosa Mayhem match. I'm excited for it. You said you're excited for it. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Should be a good one. Obviously, the winners. I, I don't know why it's by pinfall submission or throwing your opponent into a mimosa vat. We all know how it ends. Exactly. Like, why you're not going to have the vat there and then not throw someone into it. So why even make the other stipulation? Um, so yeah, plain and simple, that's happening. Which led us into more action here in the ring, where we had the Dark Order and the likes of Alex Reynolds, John Silver, and Alan Five Angels versus the Elite of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Uh, this match was exciting. Nick opens up with Alan Angels, where two very athletic wrestlers, and the match quickly spilled to the outside with some beautiful springboard maneuvers. As we know, the Young Bucks and and all of the individuals in the ring actually can really go. They were uh, all over the place doing what I know Anthony and Bill like to coin as quote quote flippy shit uh which is always fun to watch tyler what do you think of this match here oh gosh really fun start it started off super super fast in favor of uh of team elite um which is nice to see the faces get a good start to a match because usually the heels uh start off hot so that they can get an advantage and then the, the faces have to win their way back um so that was that was very nice um there was that moment where uh matt had a quick tag that got to get involved in the match. He hit two exploders on Allen five angels and then another on both three and four at the same time. Um, so incredible, incredible start. And it only, it really just got better from there. Yes, absolutely got better from there. Uh, after the commercial break, the match returned to, once again, the Elite was brutalizing the Dark Order. Uh, the Dark Order reversed the tide and hit a triple corner Larry on Omega into the stunner slash German suplex roll-up. Uh, but Kenny kicks out just at two and a half there. Uh, the match uh, actually ended with Kenny doing the one-winged angel, which was absolutely beautiful. Uh, Kenny hit a oh. mean knee. Yes, into mean knee into a pile driver. And they were able to take the victory there. Uh, the Bucks hit a double super kick uh, on the um, on Allen, delivered an indie taker uh, into a mean, mean move, dropping Allen onto his head. Kenny Omega though lost his mind a little bit at the end of there. I was a little shocked. I'm to telling see you, it. I'm telling you, he's falling apart. I was shocked to see it. In all honesty, grabbed a chair and tried to. Uh, do a power bomb uh, from one of the Dark Order members onto the chair and really brutalize him in a sense. I think he was going to do more with that chair to do more damage to the opponent. Uh, and the Young Bucks were basically talking him out of it, saying, hey, don't get crazy. Leave him alone. It's okay. We've won. Let's call it a day. Um, but Kenny's losing it there. I don't know where they're going to go with that. Why Kenny's losing his mind. Maybe that's going to play into them maybe eventually dropping the titles to someone. Um, oh. What do you think, Tyler? Where is this leading? This is leading to what I said earlier with Hangman eventually leaving Kenny. I don't think it's going to be the other way around. I think that's what they want us to think is that Kenny will be the one who betrays Adam Hangman Page. Um, but I think Hangman is ultimately going to be the one who uh, deserts Kenny and the elite uh, because of Kenny's actions. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can see it. I can see it for sure. Yeah, good stuff. Overall, a great match and setting up future storylines here with who knows where Kenny Omega is going to end up in his state of insanity that he seems to be going through. Next up, we had a quick backstage segment uh, with Alex Marvel backstage with FTR and announces a gauntlet match for the number one contendership. Tyler, do you want to take us through this segment? Yeah, so the FTR is the number one ranked team right now um, in AEW. So we're going to be having a gauntlet match 
uh, I believe, next week to decide who the uh, number one contender is for the tag team tournament. So that's mm -hmm. going to be the best friends, the Young Bucks, the Natural Nightmares, and FTR, um, with FTR being the last team to enter that match because of their number one ranking. And it will enter, they'll go in that order that I just announced. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I, uh, I, I love that FTR is getting this massive, massive push. Um, and Tully, even when it started guarantee that they were going to win uh, before they were interrupted by Adam Page, who was obviously very drunk and still annoyed about last week when FTR had to make their point by attacking the Rock and Roll uh, Express, where they continued to try and convince Adam to turn on the elite and join their alliance, in my opinion. Um, that is what I think they're doing by being so kind to him and giving him alcohol and, you know, acting like he's the buddy buddy. All they do is feed the man alcohol. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And I mean, I I'd probably uh, have to agree. Like I said, it would be a shock. It'd be cool to see that turn take place uh, with FTR getting that very coveted spot and being the last to enter the gauntlet match. As you know, the gauntlet style match starts with two teams and each team gets eliminated one by one and a team continues to enter the ring, which means the person who starts it could, uh, could honestly be ending it as well. So they could have been in the ring for a very long time. FTR has a huge advantage being able to come into that match last. They'll have the most gas. They'll have the most energy entering it, which should benefit them. And I would put them on top in this uh, bout there. What do you think, Tyler? You think FTR is going to pull this one out? A hundred percent because it's, it, it sticks with my prediction for what we're going to be getting at on September 5th. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, good stuff there. Good segment leading into a great match. Looking forward to that gauntlet match. Those are always a good time. Next up, we had some hard-hitting action uh, between Darby Allen and Will Hobbs. Uh, Darby attacks uh, before the bell, but Hobbs was unfazed. He's too strong for Darby's games, uh, as Tyler quoted here. I like that a lot. Uh, Hobbs looks to be a little uh, a middle linebacker or defensive end. He's a big guy. He's very built. Uh, he had a huge spine buster on Darby Allen. And all around, this was, I say, a, a hard-hitting match, and it was a quick one. I think you said this. Did you say this was way too fast? Did you, did you, uh, what, yeah. So what I meant by that. So this match came in and it started with I don't. I didn't know Hobbs all that well. I don't think I've seen him, and if I have, it was quick, and it, or it was on AEW Dark. Um, so I, I don't know much about him. And to see him just brutalize Darby, it almost felt like Darby came out in a heel tactic. He attacked um, uh, Hobbs before the match even started. Uh, but then Hobbs just destroyed him. Um, and then it just took one move. Darby reversed the fireman carry into a stunner, and then he hit a coffin drop to pin Hobbs. And the, the match lasted maybe four minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, way too fast. I will say this. It was a quick match. What I think I would look at it as is Darby being beat down by someone bigger than him, but being resilient enough to still get the victory which is what it looks like they're playing into now with leading into Darby versus uh, Cage here, Brian Cage eventually. As after this match, Tab Taz grabbed a microphone, came out and said Team Taz is flourishing and says there is a new member. Um, and Cage attacks Darby Allen from behind after, uh, let's see, Ricky Starks came out with a Darby Allen makeup on. 
Yeah, so Darby yeah. had a double there, hit him with the skateboard as Darby would do, and it looks like they're leading into the storylines where Darby is going to have a feud and possibly a match with Brian Cage there. Uh, I honestly think it was smart to play it up with with Will Hobbs the way they did to have a bigger guy beat down the small guy, but the small could be able to be resilient enough to come back and take the victory. I don't know. I, I, I see what you mean. Um, but Hobbs looked great. He wasn't winded. He wasn't hurt. And then all of a sudden he's out. Um, so I, I, I think it made Hobbs look a little weak. Um, but Hobbs isn't in the title push right now. Look at the man. Look at yeah, Will Hobbs. Massive. Massive. And little skinny Darby Allens hits a stunner and a coffin drop, and that's it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I just don't think uh, – I think it's going – the point of that was to build Darby, and they did that. Will Hobbs will get his time later on. I don't think it will affect him too too much down the road. Um, so, yeah, great, seg- great, ma- great match, good segment there to set up a future feud between Brian Cage and Darby Allen, a new member there, Rick Starks. So it will be fun to see. Next up, we had the patented Sammy Guevara commercial where he was uh, going through cue cards there. But dear Matt, I want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry I put you out. I'm sorry you can't touch, can't catch chairs. LOL. Someone snuck a sign in. I'm yeah, sorry. So that's where someone <laughs> snuck a sign in right there because yeah. it literally said, I'm sorry you can't catch chairs. And then my comment here is I laughed because the sign suddenly changed. Mm. And then uh, the next sign was. I'm sorry, Sammy is an idiot, was the next one. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and you coined it as Sammy is about to be on the sign there, broken. Uh, and then Tyler, take us through what happened right after that. Yeah, so the next, it says, Sammy is about to be dot, dot, dot. Next sign says, broken in all capitals. So everyone at that point is like, oh, boy, here comes Matt. He's not sidelined. And it says, consider him. Sammy looks down and finally sees that the signs are not what he had planned. And it says deleted. And after he sees deleted, he looks up and it's too late. Matt Hardy is on stage attacking Sammy with a chair, multiple chair shots to Sammy. And then he holds the deleted sign over the top of the Spanish God, Sammy Guevara. But unfortunately the NBA once again interrupts, uh, this incredible segment, but luckily they looks like they didn't do much because it came back to Matt still focusing on Sammy's back with the chair, throwing Sammy off the ramp onto a table and through the table where it was finally broken up by the referees. Mm -hmm. And that will lead to the graphic you see on your screen now, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a tables match on Thursday, August 27th to, uh, I would say, have a blow off to their feud here. I mean, it's been leading up to something big. This is a big match, a stipulation of a tables match. Do you think this will be the end of their beef or do you think it'll continue past August 27th? I think we get one more match. Um, I think we're going to see something along the lines of Matt and maybe private party versus Sammy and other members of um, the uh, inner circle. Uh, so I don't think this is it. This It's too early for it to be it. I know they've been fighting for a while, but Sammy just came back, so they didn't get to finish this rivalry. So this definitely is not the end. Okay, fair enough. I'd have to agree. I think the 27th will be a great match. It'll be a big blow-off, as you see there. Matt Hardy all bloodied because of Sammy Guevara from earlier in the week. I'm sorry, last week, which led to this segment here of Hardy getting revenge. And now 27th will be able to go one-on-one and hopefully put this to somewhat of a rest. But I don't think that'll be the very end of it. And they'll be beefing for a little while to go in the future. Uh, The referees came out to break that one up after the end of it. And overall, it was a good segment. It added a lot to it. 
fueled the fire a little bit and lit the fire underneath this feud a little bit more to uh, give it more heat, more impact there. So I definitely enjoyed it. Next up, a surprise appearance. The NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa was on AEW to make the women's division great, quote-unquote. And she wants a championship match against Sheeta. Uh, what'd you think of this one, Tyler? It's kind of shaking things up. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm always for adding more to a, to a story, to a segment, to a division. You know, like the women division of AEW. What'd you think, my friend? Noah, I think uh, AEW watches our podcast because, <laughs> man, we, were, we just really wanted the women's talent to get a push. And mm-hmm. this is awesome. To get someone from NWA coming on to AEW, I love this cross-brand. This is incredible. NWA was surging over the last few months. I know they hit a bump with the coronavirus and everything, um, but uh, to see someone like uh, Thunder Rosa, that's exciting. Absolutely. It's it's cool to see a a big name like Thunder Rosa, huge name in wrestling as the uh, NWA Women's Champion there, being able to come on to AEW. And I think she'll do exactly what she says, and that is make the women's division great. You know, she's going to improve it for sure. Obviously, Britt Breaker makes it great. In the beginning, Thunder Rose is just going to be more of an improvement to that already talented women's division because of Britt Baker. Anyway, I regress. Rolling. Uh, I digress. I digress. Uh, so, next up there, we have the championship round of the Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament with Diamante and Ivelisse versus the Nightmare Sisters, uh, Dustin and QT. Uh, Brandy and Ivelisse uh, begin this match here. Uh, Lee's quickly outpaces Brandy, but Brandy hustles to Allie uh, to tag out. Allie and Diamante square up trading maneuvers. This match overall, I would say, was a, uh, a, a flurry of a few punches, a couple holds, a few good moments. Uh, I don't know, Tyler, what would you think of this one? I, personally, I didn't think it was extremely exciting for what I would call a blowout final uh, to a giant tournament. What would you say? They had incredible teams in the, in the semifinals, and both of the wrong teams won in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have absolutely seen Anna Jay and Tay Conti versus Big Small and Little Small. Um, that was this was the wrong choice in my opinion. I get it. I get the Nightmare Sisters gimmick more, and I'm I'm shocked that they weren't the ones who ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamante and Ivelisse are 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 heels, and I thought that uh, maybe this was like, oh shoot, they're going to become a face team. But obviously that wasn't the case either. I'm very confused uh, about how this tournament ended. Fair enough. I, I kind of think it was just a little rushed. I think it was a little quick, if I'm being honest. Uh, as we said, it, we were kind of shocked to hear they were doing a tag team women's tournament to begin with, with the you know the, the state of their women's division. I wouldn't say it has uh, as much depth as it needs to to have a team uh, a women's tournament of teams you know you have to have two people per group here diamante and evil ended up winning that one as you said and i don't think it was as impactful as they hoped it would be i'm hopeful that the women's division can improve in AEW. uh we can begin to see more matches they can begin to get more time i know the women get a lot of time in AEW dark however i think i would compare it to and i'll quote uncle anthony again in this show uh, and saying, when you think about WWE and you're like, oh, I want to see this or that wrestler, and someone answers you, oh, you can go see them on the Wednesday night main event. It's like, no, I'm not going to go watch no. main event. And just like, I'm not right. going to go watch, you know, like, sure, you can watch AW Dark and enjoy it, but I want to see the wrestlers in the prominent positions on the weekly shows. Uh, so exactly. they need to begin to build more women up before they can have a big tournament like this. And I feel have the huge impact they wanted it to make. So I, I wouldn't say this was a huge hit. Um, I think uh, hopefully in the future they'll, they'll be able to have a better women's division tag team championship tournament or a tag team tournament period um, and, and improve on that. It should so. have been Tay Conti and Anna Jay, just saying. 
I'd have to agree with you on that one. However, that led us into what I would say was the most shocking point of the night. And the <laughs> last, uh, Cody versus Mr. Brody Lee for the TNT Championship. Uh, Cody, uh, Cody, sorry, quick flurries by Cody met with a big drop kick from Mr. Brody Lee. Uh, quickly spilled outside of the ring with a big boot that sent Cody over the barricade, a vicious boot. Uh, Brody tears apart the ringside seats and throws things all over the place in his rage. As to where a snapmare suplex from Cody from the corner uh, off of a hip tackle, Brody hits a nasty super kick that I thought was just took Cody's head off. I thought that was and, it. Uh, he took well two two super kicks. The first one did knock Cody onto his onto his back. The second one finally took Cody off of his feet. A two and a half count there. Uh, Cody is, I'm sorry, Brody was obviously not happy about that. Uh, he had a huge stand-up powerbomb onto Cody two times in a row there and then nailed the discus lariat, which I would say was impactful. It definitely just uh-huh. took Cody right off of his feet. Cody took every bit of it, spun out of control there, and uh, it was a quick one, two, three count, and Brody Lee pinned Cody to become the new AAW TNT champion. Uh, uh, Noah, Noah, um, <sighs> a quick, quick, quick note. Uh, who called that? Yes, you did say Brody would win. I don't think anybody could have called, however, the the absolute decimation that Brody had over uh, Cody in this match. Uh, Dude, I, I, I Cody hit anything. maybe three moves. I, I don't think he hit that much. Because he, he hit like uh, those quick flurries. He was like, boom, 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 boom. And uh, Brody was like, get off of me. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. It was a very quick match for a main event. Uh, I think the best word to shop, sum it up was honestly just shocking. Absolutely shocking. Uh, I was actually watching this on my cell phone in my car, and I took a picture of, for Snapchat. I Snapchat it to Tyler after this match. That was my face yeah. right there in pure and utter shock of the main event there. I, I could not believe, could not believe Cody uh, oh. and took the L so hard to Brody Lee. Um, after the match, Man, they Cody swerved was, us too. Absolutely swerved us because they've been uh, teasing that JTG was going to have come have a title match against Cody. Yeah, I mean they were teasing it, but I can tell you it was not going to happen. Uh, as, you see, as you see on your screen there on the left, Brody Lee is standing high, high and mighty with his new TNT Championship, and Cody was put into a neck brace and onto a stretcher on being uh, was being carried out of the ring and out of the arena. Uh, Brody was being. Um, interviewed by Tony Khan and he pushed Tony Khan out of the way to then uh, hit Wrong Tony, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, thank you, sorry, not Tony Khan. Um, and uh, as Cody was being carried out, he pushed his uh, Mr. Uh, Tony Schiavone out of the way, my mistake, and begins to push Cody over. Arn Anderson gets a few good slugs in there, but he ends up laying on the ground as well because the Dark Order comes out in its entirety to attack Arn Anderson, not Cody off of his stretcher. Uh, they were reeling Cody uh, out, and again, as I said, he was hit in the head with that TNT championship. It was almost like being used as a whip by Brody Lee there. As Brandy, Brandy runs out to uh, cover up Cody to obviously protect her mans there, as I'll say it. And then here comes Anna Jay, who attacks Brandy from behind, leaving this decimation that you see on your screens there, folks, of Cody laying down with an oxygen mask on his face, a neck brace on, unconscious, along next to Brandy, his wife there, unconscious. Yeah, and they well. attacked the natural nightmares, too. 
Yes. Uh, so with that being said, I think the Dark Order, I know we've been saying for weeks now that they've been needing to They're have here. that big win, that big moment. They were losing a few matches. I do enjoy seeing their leader in the likes of Brody Lee being able to be the mastermind of the group, leading the group to victory. So now they can all kind of have this big win, even though they were having losses leading up to it. Their ringleader and their leader, Brody Lee, is the one that's on top. He's the pinnacle in saying, I'll decimate anybody. I don't care if you're Cody or who else. I'm going to win. I'm the champion now. And this is my group. We're, we're, no, we're nothing to mess with. So, Tyler, give me your uh, thoughts on this match here. As I know you've been giving us a little bit, but at the end of it, how do you think this went? How do you think it impacted the AEW picture? That was wild. Uh, Brody Lee is, uh, as he used to say, he's here. Uh, and he is definitely the top dog right now as it goes to powerful wrestlers on the roster. Um, loved this segment. Absolutely incredible way to end the night. Um, and I, here I was thinking, I'm like, are they going to have to do something more? They can't, they can't leave it with Cody in, in shambles. And they, and they did. Um, the Dark Order's here. The landscape has officially changed. And my last note underneath uh, this segment was, wow. Mm. absolutely i have to agree wow quite a night of wrestling uh for a saturday night episode they wanted to leave an impact and they definitely did that uh, a lot of good matches a lot of good storylines will be coming out of that night and it sets up a beautiful preview for the special thursday night episode again folks a change there because of the nba uh make sure you don't miss thursday night episode of um AEW Dynamite there. Uh, the preview for the Thursday episode, we will have Chris Jericho on commentary, which is always exciting. Uh, we will have John Moxley and MJF having a contract signing to solidify their match that will be leading up uh, to for the September 5th oh, all get out them interview. off of my screen. <laughs> you leave them alone. They had a damn good night. Uh, there you go. You're welcome, Tyler. He listened. Uh, you have Matt That's Hardy bad. versus Sammy Guevara in that tables match that we talked about earlier. Britt Baker and Penelope Ford versus Big Swole in a handicap match. Uh, the Best Friends versus the Young Bucks versus the Natural Nightmares versus FTR in that gauntlet match for the number one contenders uh, gauntlet match there for the Tag Team Championships. Overall, that Thursday episode is looking good. I'm excited for the gauntlet match, which I would say would main event. Would you agree, Tyler? Oh, it has to main event. But you know what? I'm most excited for Chris Jericho on commentary. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't, give me, I give can't me wait. Break. I love when he's I'll on commentary. Right <laughs> I, I will say Jericho will be on commentary. I'd love to see Orange Cassidy with a headset just being at a different part of the arena or even like changing <laughs> positions. And like Jericho, Jericho keeps sending the, uh, the inner circle to try and find orange Cassidy who keeps interrupting the feed. Like that would be funny. I could picture that happening. So there you go. AW do that. It's, it'd be hilarious. And I'd love to see it. They seem uh, to so be listening to us. Noah. So it's true. This is true. Uh, that's the Thursday night episode of AW dynamite, which actually leads into the special Saturday, September 5th pay-per-view of all out. It's going to be very exciting there uh, where you have Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho in that Mimosa Mayhem match. That's going to be a good one there. Uh, Moxley versus MJ up for the AEW World Championship. You have the Tag Team Championships on the line against whoever the winner of that Thursday night gauntlet match is. Hiroko Shida will defend her AEW Women's Championship against who? We don't know yet. However, we do know 
that the one and only Britt Baker will be in action at All Out. Hopefully, it'll be in that women's championship match, and hopefully, she wins. Oh. If you ask me, I'd be all about it and excited to see it. So, it's a great week of wrestling, a busy week of wrestling with a Thursday night episode and a Saturday night episode of a pay per view. So, you don't want to miss next week's Cross from Wrestling Entertainment as we will have a lot to cover and i'm excited to talk about both shows there uh leading up to this exciting moment in wrestling so there you go send you off with the beautiful Britt baker there the face of the aw women's division and all that overall tyler i would say it was a great show i think you would agree oh absolutely great show if we had to be the marquee wrestling fans we are what would you give it out of five? Oh, i would give this show like a 3.9 it was great, uh, but there were like only two matches where I was like blown away. Absolutely. I would say the Brody Lee and Cody Rhodes match to me would put it at about a four and a half. Uh, I like shock value. Sure, it was a short match. There wasn't a whole lot of offense or fantastically dazzling wrestling moves. But it was a good match. For sure. The shock factor alone made it a good watch, and I enjoyed it. I like being surprised, as you saw by my face there earlier on. Uh, so overall, a great show. Uh, great talking to you, Tyler, about all of this. Uh, as you know, if you love podcasts, you can visit CloverCrestMedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. 26 shows on the hashtag CMG network. And if you don't find one you like, you can start your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 a month. Clovercrestmedia.com is a website. Make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com slash CMG Sports for the latest on your favorite CMG Sports podcasts, as well as blogs and video and the latest information regarding all things podcasting. With that being said, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. We know we had fun talking about it. Go watch that Thursday Night AW Dynamite. Watch All Out. Come back next week and talk AEW with us. With that being said, I'm Noah Cross. That is Tyler Bard. And this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.